All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time uh, seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. Things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contract templates for clients and partners, um, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas, and uh, hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination, okay? I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others with online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know, all right? So that's why I'm here. That's what I do. So if you're in the startup phase of your business and you're looking for, you know, some legal guidance, you're like, I don't know, you know, where even to start. I'm the person that you want to see. Send your friends to me. If you... um have been in business for a while, but you need to get, you know, yourself together. You need to get, you know, um, your, your things in order that I can help you with that too. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Uh, and you know, even if you've been in business for years, but you need to update some things, uh, I am, you know, I'm available. So go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and, um, Book yourself a free 15-minute consult today. T.S., I'm not taking requests right now to be um, in the video. Give me a moment, all right? Um, And I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Uh, Yes, so... Yes, uh, so we're talking about Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. So Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, not only is that where you can book your one-on-one um, appointments with me, that's also where you can uh, download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, it is also where you can access many of my digital products. Like this month, we're focusing on nonprofit organizations. So you can pick up the nonprofit entities ebook. It's the very first button when you go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that if you ever miss a live broadcast, you can catch up at your leisure. Um, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can get your awesome show merch, okay? If you like coffee mugs, if you like t-shirts, and if you like this show and you know you want to show some support, go grab them, okay? They're pretty cute. Christmas is coming. Get them for someone. Hmm. See, Toby, Toby agrees. Toby said that you guys need to get it. Y'all hear him? You hear him? Yes, that's Toby. He said, get your mugs. Um, just get All right, but yes, yeah, so Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is everywhere you want to be when it comes to NPL Consulting, all right? Uh, moving on past uh, housekeeping, getting to the show. Uh, before we start, just in case we have some new people who are watching uh, either now or later, um, here is how the show works. I pull stories from the news, podcasts, blogs, uh, stories that you guys send me to my inbox. 
Um, and I choose the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners <laughs> and, uh, we talk about them. Okay. So this is a time for you to get involved. Uh, don't be shy. Give me your questions. Give me your comments. As long as they're respectful, they are welcome here. I will be asking you to give me some emojis. I'll be asking you for your opinions on things. So as long as you are not driving, you know, keep them fingers ready. But if you are on the road, keep them hands at 10 and two. I will not be held responsible for any accidents. Okay. It's all right, Zephyrina. I know what you were trying to say. All right. Okay. So, uh, now that we've gone over the ground rules, yes, it's time to get started. But before we get into our stories, we have to do our NPL nugget. What is NPL nugget? You ask. I'm so happy that you did. Um, so what an NPL nugget is, is, um, every month we focus on a different aspect of business formation. And at the top of the show, I take, uh, what the topic that we're covering and I, pull a concept and we just cover it for a couple of minutes so that we can go give you just a, a one-on-one with it. Um, so this month we are covering nonprofits. Again, if you um, want the, the whole story on nonprofits, go pick up the ebook at Lintree forward slash NPL consulting firm. But um, uh, last week we uh, discussed that nobody owns a nonprofit. And we also discussed that there are different types of nonprofits depending on what you're trying to do. So this week, what we are going to do is kind of break down um, the different uh, the five different types of nonprofits. Okay. So today we are talking about, um, charities and foundations. These are the most common types of nonprofits that you guys think about when you think nonprofit, they are here to do a public good. They are, uh, they are governed by, uh, chapter 501 C3 of the IRS code, right? Um, foundation, uh, well, charities, uh, Charities, they're considered churches, schools, things like that. They are here to provide a public good, to do something for society or a group of people in society. A foundation, uh, um, their main job is to collect money to support public goods, okay? So those two things, charities and uh, f- foundations, are governed by um, Section 501c3 of the IRS Code, and they are two of the, uh, th- of the five types of nonprofit organizations. All right. If you want to know the entire five, t- five types, you can stick around for the rest of the week, or you can just go pick up the nonprofit entities, um, ebook. It's $9 and 97 cents at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. First button at the top. All right. Okay. Moving on to our stories. Hey, we ready. Hey, hey, we ready. All right. All right. Story number one. If you have heard of CrossFit, if you have heard of CrossFit, give me some type of, (laughs) okay. Um, give me some type of sports emoji. If you have ever heard of CrossFit, done CrossFit, uh, don't like CrossFit. If you, if you know what CrossFit is, give me some type of sports emoji or exercise emoji. Okay. Um, now, uh, for those of you who may not know, CrossFit is a, um, particular style of fitness. It's very hardcore. They have their own competitions. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, TS. Um, you know, it, CrossFit is a lifestyle. It's actually made fun of a lot, um, on different platforms. They say that people who do CrossFit, all they do is talk about CrossFit and it gets annoying. Um, but you know, Hey, if you're passionate about something, do it right. 
Um, but CrossFit has been around for a while. They have a, uh, they have a trademark for CrossFit. There was actually a story that we covered, um, a couple of years ago where a company was, uh, you know, promoting their product saying it could be used for CrossFit exercise, but, and they got sued by copyright infringement from CrossFit because CrossFit is a trademarked word, right? Um, so CrossFit, they, they are, they are proud of their brand. They have built it up. It means something and they are expanding. So apparently CrossFit is trying to get into the food business and the healthcare business. CrossFit has filed, um, trademarks for, um, for CrossFit meat. Uh, would you guys be interested in meat, a CrossFit branded meat? Uh, and also providing healthcare info and even a supplement, a line of supplements, health supplements, right? Um, that, so they filed a trademark for something called CrossFit Precision Care. It's supposed to be something that's very tailored to, you know, the avid CrossFitter, um, uh, you know, good for them. Uh, but what do you guys think about that? Would you be interested in a, a CrossFit healthcare program? If you'd be interested in CrossFit at all, do you think that this is a natural progression for CrossFit? Now, the supplement lines can definitely see that. Um, the meat, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I would not trust meat from an exercise company. You don't even have a butcher, butcher thing. Um, Steve said no, he would not. Uh, trust um, that from CrossFit. Yeah, I I might be down for the supplement lines, but the meat and the and the healthcare not my thing. Anybody think differently? Uh, me and Steve are on the same page here. I, you know, I I give it up to the CrossFitters. Y'all are very dedicated. It's very difficult and strenuous, and you know I give you your due. But I'm not eating any meat that comes from the CrossFit company. Um, but you know, good for them. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to our second story of the evening. I can't wait to get to our third story. Cause it's like my first, my favorite one of the night. Um, uh, but, uh, okay. So it is your job as an intellectual property owner to rig vigorously defend your intellectual property. Yes. Right. But you don't want to be a bully. We've talked about trademark bullying and copyright bullying, and you especially don't want to be such a bully that you waste the court's time. Okay. And this is a story as to why you need to be careful when accusing people of infringement and, you know, thinking that you can basically bulldoze your way past. So there is a company called the Latin American Music Company, okay? Um, they sued the Spanish Broadcasting System. Hold, hold on. Um, Steve said, legend has it that they make that meat out of CrossFitters who died mid-workout. Don't stay down here. Uh-uh. We, we, I didn't say that CrossFit, uh, CrossFit Steve did. All right, so getting back to our story. So Latin American Music Company, they sue the Spanish broadcasting system. They said that the, the Spanish broadcasting system, they are broadcast uh they are broadcasting um uh, you know our um our programming without license. 
Um, you know, and we want money. Now, this case took, uh, it, it took place over a course of months. There were attorneys involved. They were in the court. The judge maybe had to miss a vacation. Uh, but they were in, in court for a while. And the judge finally found that the Latin American music company, they had completely fabricated this infringement case, right? Now, it's one thing to accuse someone of infringement and just be wrong. It's another thing when you completely lie to not only the other side, but to the court. The court does not like to be lied to. Judges, when a judge is in their chambers, they are in their kingdom. They can do pretty much whatever they want, right? So the judge in this case, when he figured out that the Latin American music company had filed a fraudulent lawsuit of infringement and basically wasted the court's time, uh, he uh, awarded um, the other side, the Spanish broadcasting system. He said that they were owed $845,000 in attorney's fees and costs. Hey, Margaret, um, be, the, the judge was basically like, Latin American music company, you wasted everybody's time. So you're going to pay everybody's bill, right? So Latin American music company has to pay over three quarters of a million dollars for filing a false infringement lawsuit. Now, we always talk about, you know, us not getting sued for infringement, but somewhere down the line, some of you guys, I've even had you come to me thinking that, you you know, you can sue someone for infringement um, for something else. But it, it's like, it has to be, there has to be a demonstrated, you know, pattern of things. And if you cannot prove that there is actual infringement or if a judge thinks not only can you not prove it, but you knew that you didn't have a case and you lied to them, they can come down on you very, very hard. So when you are thinking about suing someone for infringement, you really want to be um, sure you want to be completely, um, you know, what do you call that? Be logical. Really think about it before you go filing that paperwork. All right. Um, so before we take a break and I go to my favorite case of the night, um, I want to remind you guys, hold on. Steve said, ha ha, laughing like Nelson from the Simpsons. Hi, Mbese8. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you're looking for some legal guidance, I'm your girl. I want to help you. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. So go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation today. And while you're there, make sure you download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Okay. All right. Moving on to my favorite story of the night. If you are a Chris Brown fan, if, or I don't care if you, if you're not a Chris Brown fan, Give me a dancing emoji for Chris Brown. Kels Butter said, well, that's what happens when you lie. Absolutely, Kels Butter. The court does not like to be lied to. Give me a dancing man emoji for Chris Brown. All right. Uh, uh, uh. I be trying to dance like Chris Brown in my house. I would never let you guys see it in person because I look terrible. But I be thinking I can dance like him. All right. 
But yes, give me a dancing man emoji. Um, and while you do that, I'm going to give you some background. So if you were paying to music, paying attention to music the last couple of years ago, you know that, um, thank you, Margaret, you know that Drake and Chris Brown had a huge song together that still plays on the radio called No Guidance. Came out, No Guidance came out in 2019. Um, how's it go? Um, Nope. Thank you, Kels Butter. Thank you, Steve. Wait. T.S., you don't like Chris Brown? That's, that's cool. Not everybody likes him, and that's cool. I can understand you not liking him. Um, but anyway, uh, Chris Brown and Drake, they came out with a song called No Guidance in 2019, right? Um, and it's a really funny video. There's like It's like a dance-off thing between Chris Brown and Drake, but Drake can't dance. Funny. Um... Anyway, the song was a big hit. People loved it. I still love it. It be playing on the videos. I like it. Um, and of course, it's Chris Brown. It's Drake. They have huge followings. So the song made a lot of money. Um, well, there is a gentleman uh, who goes by the name Brandon Cooper. His stage name is Mr. Cooper. And uh, another gentleman by the name of Timothy Valentine, whose stage name is Drum and Skills. Um, they claim that Drake and Chris Brown, um, Steve said, does his voice still crack when he sings? No, it does not, Steve. Um, Mr. Cooper and Drummond Skills basically said that Chris Brown and Drake stole the song No Guidance. Um, specifically, the part in the song where Chris is, Chris, he's going like, Baby girl, you got it, girl, you got it, girl. Uh, 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 you got it, girl, you got it, girl. That part, anyway. Um, well, Mr. Cooper and Drummond Skills in 2016 came out with a song called I Love Your Dress. And there is a line in the song where, you laughing at my singing, Steve? There is a line in the song where the artist, Mr. Cooper, sings She Got It several times. Now, they posted a link to this song, this 2016 release by Mr. Cooper. Um, I listened to it. I gave it a listen. I gave it a listen. In my opinion, in my opinion, this song has nothing in common with No Guidance, and I think this guy is reaching, okay? Um, but that is just me. I would encourage you guys to look up a song called I Love Your Dress by Mr. Cooper and compare it to No Guidance, right? Now, while I don't think that there is a similarity between this song, a, a you know, an expert musician or whatever music analyst may be able to find similarities, right? But, and if they're able to do that, Mr. Cooper, it, you know, is... Could be on the verge of... Oh, shoot. I think my thing is shutting down. Uh, Mr. Cooper could be on the verge of, you know, a very big check. Because... Oh, crap. Facebook, if um, if this shuts down, come join me on Instagram and YouTube, okay? Yeah. He could be on the verge of a very big check. But 
in my opinion, I don't think these songs have anything to do with each other, right? And I would play them for you, but you know, with all the copyright things online, I don't want this video shut down. But um, my homework to you guys, if you choose to take the assignment, is to look up the song, the 2016 song, I Love Your Dress by Mr. Cooper, and then go listen to No Guidance by Chris Brown and Drake. And let me know tomorrow if you think there are any similarities between the songs. Okay? All right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to our next story of the night. Um, so... We have talked a lot about Kanye West um, these last few weeks. Kanye has been filing a lot of trademark applications uh, for housewares, for technology, most of them, you know, under the Donta brand. But um, Kanye is branching out into a, a field that I don't necessarily associate himself with. Uh, Kanye has filed a trademark for a yay dating app. Um, would y'all be interested in a Kanye West dating app? Um, while, while you guys give me uh, your answers, people were saying that it's, it's going to be called Yay Mingle. Um, but uh, what do you think about Kanye trying to get in the dating app game? T.S. said she is not interested in a Kanye West dating app. Anybody else? Anybody? Would anybody sign up for Kanye's dating app? Donda Dating? <laughs> would anybody be interested in that? Um, but it seems like Kanye has really been churning out the applications these days. I think they said, Margaret said no, she is not interested in the Kanye dating app. I think he's um, dropped about 10 to 12 applications so far in different areas. So, you know, Kanye is really trying to solidify his brand and diversify his investments, I guess. So good luck to him. Um, he's going to need it. He got all them churn. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, our stories are short tonight. That's okay though. Uh, we can, yes, Steve, he's serious. Kanye wants all the money. All right, um, moving into our final stories of the night. If you have heard of Casey and the Sunshine Band, give me a sun emoji. Hold on, Kel's Butter has, has an opinion. Margaret said anything for making money. That's right. Um, Kel's Butter said, although I'm all for branching out and doing different things, Kanye is doing a whole lot of stuff, but no, sir. Okay, so Kel's Butter's not here. For it, Steve said he's doing way too much. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you for the sun emoji TS. If you have heard of Casey and the Sunshine Band, give me a sun emoji and also give me a song that um, give me a song that you know by them. Thank you for the sun emoji, Margaret. Give me a song by Casey and the Sunshine Band. While you do that, you're not telling your age. Listen, younger people have an appreciation for, you know, the classics. Hey, Brand, that Brandon guy. Um, but yes, so Casey and the Sunshine Band was co-founded by a gentleman named Richard Finch, right? Um, Richard Finch wrote about oh, almost 100 songs, uh, you know, over the course of his career. And he is now suing EMI Music 
the company that owns um, the rights to his songs. Basically, what happened is um, Richard Finch signed over his um, rights to the songs to one of his other bandmates um, in 1983. You forgot the songs? It's okay. In 1983, right? Um, but he was supposed to get some checks, but he wasn't getting no checks. So now it's been 35 years, um, since he signed this contract and he's basically like, EMI, give me back my rights. You haven't been giving me my royalties. And he is suing them to get back his, uh, hit the rights to his albums. So I, I've told you guys several times, there is a copyright law that says that after 35 years, the artists can come back and reclaim their rights to, you know, whatever they have contracted away. So, um, Richard Finch is definitely utilizing this law. It's something that we're seeing more and more. Uh, Steve said boogie shoes. It's something that we're seeing more and more because the artists are living longer. They want their money. Um, you know, and, and, and these record companies, you know, they're making all this money licensing out the music, but the artists aren't getting it. So they're like, well, I can just cut the, the, you know, the, 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 um, the record company out and get the money myself. So they are using this, uh, this law to get their rights back. Yes. T.S. Anita Baker did. And she won. Anita Baker won the rights back to all of her music. Remember she had told everybody not to stream her music because she did not get paid from it. But then she got her rights back. So she told everybody, listen, go stream your heart's content because now I have my rights back. Um, Kel's butter said, well, give him his stuff back. They weren't honoring the contract. Right. That's what he's fighting for right now. He's saying, look, y'all have been getting all this money from my songs, I've not been getting my due share, so give me my money. So he's suing for all of his rights back, right? So this is something that you need to be careful of, especially you artists out there. Be um, be very mindful of what you're signing if you're going to be signing with uh, with um you know a record label. Make sure you know know exactly how much of your rights you're giving away. Know exactly how much you know how much time you have to reclaim it. Things like that. Okay. Oh. All right. And, um, before we head out, we have one more story for the night and I hope my, uh, tablet doesn't die before, uh, we get it in. But, um, okay. We all shop online, right? Um, and we know, especially if you shop on those, you know, boutique sites or Instagram boutique sites or, um, hold on, we have a question. Uh, Steve said, is it true that artists can really re-record and re-release and resell their old songs after only eight years? I don't know if it's after eight years. I don't know the amount of time, but that, that is also a trend that we're seeing. Taylor Swift re-recorded her, her music. Ashanti re-recorded her music. I think a couple of other people are re-recording their music and re-releasing it so that, um, you know, they can, they can retain the rights or, you know, get the rights back. Um, yes. Moving on to our final story. Okay. So all of my online shoppers, you know, that nobody shops without pictures, right? And a lot of times when you're shopping, especially I know when I go on AliExpress, I see a lot of the pictures that from Instagram on AliExpress, right? Pictures that have, you know, watermarks and things and everything on them. Um, so 
basically how they get these pictures is they steal them, right? They go to another site, they see the pictures that they want, they clip them, and they take them. Um, and two wedding dress companies, they tried to sue the web hosting company for these knockoff sites for infringement, right? So there is a, a wedding company called a wedding dress company called Moncherie Bridal, and another one called Maggie Sutton Maggie Sutter Designs. They basically said, "Look, we sell wedding dresses, and these fake sites are taking the pictures of the wedding dresses that we designed. These dresses that are copywritten, and these images that are copywritten, and they're using them to sell their knockoff dresses, right?" So instead of going after these stores, which were most of them were based in China and they had no idea who the actual owners were, they went to the web hosting service, Cloudflare. Cloudflare basically just provides a place for these companies to, you know, build their sites. Cloudflare doesn't control what's going on the sites, nothing. So these two wedding dress companies, they went to Cloudflare and they said, "Hey, You let these two companies build websites on your platform and they're selling knockoff they're they're using our copywritten images and you should have taken their sites down and you didn't. So they sued Cloudflare for contributory copyright infringement. Do you think they won or do you think they lost? Do you think the wedding dress companies won or lost when they said that the web hosting company should be held liable for infringement because they didn't shut down the uh infringing websites the, the the websites using the copywritten photos what do you think you're very right ts uh they lost the um the judge said look cloudflare is not in the business of building the website. Cloudflare is basically just providing the land uh you know that the these online stores can build on. No Mar- Margaret they lost. Um they said that Cloudflare Cloudflare doesn't have anything to do with the photos that they use that they upload and it's not their responsibility to check. They can, you know, if they find out that someone is violating their terms, they can definitely shut them down, but to expect them to go to every single site and check every single photo basically the judge was like girl please um so the wedding dress companies lost now this is different from um right exactly kells butter the hosting company is not researching where people are getting the photos from that's putting way more responsibility on the hosting company than is you know reasonable So they did lose that. Now this is different from from other things that we have um that we have talked about like when it's a brick and mortar if it's in a mall and you have a kiosk, you know, or a store, that's different. The landlord they know exactly what you're selling, right? But in this case, um uh Cloudflare is basically just giving you a plot of land and saying, you know, do what you want. They're not coming to see, you know, what you're building. So they lost that case, all right? But um those were the stories that I wanted to share with you tonight. I'm uh, my tablet is holding on for dear life. I want to thank you guys for all of your participation. Um thank you for your time. Y'all were really like quick with the answers. Um 
Steve said for real, Cloudflare just provides the, the bandwidth. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow with more stories. I'm glad I got to get through all of these today because um, there were some that I had from last week that I hadn't finished. If you find any stories that you want me to um, send, that, that you want me to talk about, please, please um, send them to me in my DMs. Also, if you find stories that you want me to talk about or stories that you would like to give commentary on, you know, you can pop in for a couple of minutes, you know, on uh, on here. Um, send me a DM and let's see if we can, uh, you know, fit you in on an episode if there's a story that particularly sticks out to you that you want to talk about. Um, and also, if you are um, hosting any business conferences in your area and you're looking for a speaker, whether the conferences are virtual or in person, your girl is available, okay? So, uh, you know, send me a DM, let's talk some numbers, all right? But um, this is where I'm going to leave you guys. Have a wonderful night. Um, take care of yourselves, and we'll be back here tomorrow. Bye. Mm-hmm.